Welcome to What in the World, a project initiated by Hungry for Life International. Today's podcast is titled Life Change Beach Corner, and Jess will be interviewing Kyle Omer. So grab your headphones, sit back, relax, and listen as Kyle talks about how Peru has affected his church. Hi, and welcome back to another week of the What in the World podcast, where we talk about all things to do with global nonprofits. So today we have one of our church partnerships joining us via Zoom all the way from Alberta. We want to welcome Kyle to the podcast. Kyle, welcome here. Thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me on. So Kyle is uh, the youth the youth pastor, right? I just asked you this, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Kyle is the youth pastor at Beach Corner Church in where in Alberta are you? Uh, so we're just outside of Edmonton. So we're a smaller uh, rural church, um, probably about half an hour outside of the city. You know, your name is very deceiving because originally when I saw Beach Corner, I'm like, oh, maybe they're like from Vancouver or, you know, the coast yeah. somewhere. But no. Do you have a beach? You are know, you on a beach? we are close to a lake so if i stand on the roof of the church i can see the lake but yeah that's as close as we get oh you know i feel like that's bait and switch like (laughs) kind of it is i'm teasing um yeah yeah okay well that's cool there's there's a bit of beach so like anyone in the edmonton area if you're looking for for a church with a view exactly from the yeah. church roof you have to go to the church roof to actually see the beach so it's Perfect. a little bit of a height but oh hilarious uh yeah so we we asked kyle to come here today to talk about their relationship with one of our international partners so for uh for a while now beach corner has been partnered with Autech in Peru. So um, I'd love to just jump into that relationship and kind of what it looks like, because we I'm sure our listeners want to hear um, how exactly a partnership between a church and a field partner works through Hungry for Life and um, would love to hear some impact stories or life change. And we'll kind of get into that. So so first of all, how long have has Beach Corner been partnered with Autech in Peru? Yeah, so our partnership with Autech uh, really started probably back in um, 07. So prior to that, our church was partnered with um, a local mission organization through our denominations. So in the early 2000s, we were going on mission trips either uh, once a year or once every two years, mostly with the youth program. Um, and we, were, we would head down to Mexico. Um, so I was a part of those trips for a number of years. Um, and then probably in the early, yeah, probably early 2007 or so, um, probably 2006, uh, we started to feel that our relationship with our, our partners in Mexico uh, was changing and shifting. So it was more of a philosophy of ministry perspective. Uh, so wonderful missionaries, you know, I know them really well in Mexico. Um, but they are Canadian missionaries that serve in Mexico, and they've been there for 20-some years or so. But our philosophy from our church was shifting. Um, and our philosophy was we really wanted to partner with a field partner, a mission organization that was primarily led by locals or nationals. Uh, we didn't want it to be a driving force from um, missionaries from Canada or the U.S. We wanted it to be a driving force from missionaries in, in the country. Um, so we started to distance ourselves with 
the one we were partnered with. And then at around that same time frame, we started to uh, search out different organizations across Canada that, you know, had that kind of mindset. Uh, and when we came across you guys at Hunger for Life, uh, we know that that's a big part of what you guys focus on of, of having a national led uh, ministries. And then we start to start those initial conversations uh, with you guys of just how, because I know you guys are involved in a number of different projects. And over that time, uh, we, we really landed on an organization called Autech uh, down in, in Peru. And so that's how our original partnership started uh, way back in uh, 2008. I think that was our first trip. Uh, 2008, eh? Yeah, wow. so 2008. That was our wow, you've been around Hungry for Life longer than I have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been there with you guys for about 14 years now. So yeah, well, that's uh, that's pretty, pretty cool because we have only been in operation for for 19 years now. So that's okay. Yeah, that's really neat. And just for for reference, Kyle was telling me earlier that he you grew up at Beach Corner Church, right? And then kind of circled back to it. And you've been a pastor there since 2011. Is that yeah is that about yeah. that time? Yeah. So yeah. I think 2012 officially, but yeah, yeah. like, yeah. So I, I grew up at Beach Corner as a youth and then uh, served here for a bit then went away to school, then came back to the church. Um, mm -hmm. But I've been on staff here for probably about 10 years now. So, so yeah. what role, like you, um, well, actually, no, jumping back to how you guys got partnered with Hungry for Life, was, was it literally just a Google search? Like you just kind of, or... <laughs> Probably How did you find us? Was. So, okay. so one, I was not actually here at that point. So okay. when we first got really connected to so the first initial searching part, yeah. I wasn't, con I, we were away at Bible school at that time. But um, yeah, I, I don't think we had uh, an understanding of who you guys were. And I think it was just a Google search at that point nice. of different mission organizations. Cool. Um, and then we really attracted to you guys' philosophy of ministry. So and that's how we, the initial conversations really got started way back then. So neat. That's cool to hear. Yeah. So tell me a bit about Beach Corner. The the people who go there, like what are what are their gifted giftedness and what are they passionate about? Like what kind of gets their gears going as far as even um, like missions, like local or international? Give us a bit of a picture of who you're leading there. Sure, sure. So, so like I said, we're a smaller rural church just outside of uh, Edmonton. Mm -hmm. So I would say over the years, our attendance has fluctuated, but on average, it would probably be about 100 to 150 people that okay. attend on a rate on a Sunday morning type thing. And, um, <coughs> excuse me. And part of our uh, wanting to connect was we really wanted to partner with a mission organization that was intentional about Bible teaching and Bible training. So mm -hmm. as we met with Hunger for Life and met with you guys of looking at different mission organizations we could partner with, you guys have had a number at the time of um, potential like water well projects or those types of things, but we really wanted a long-term partnership um, with an organization that really emphasized and focused on uh, biblical teaching and mm -hmm. training pastors or training leaders within the community. So that's what really gravitated us uh, to. So why is choosing... that important to you guys? Uh, so for us, uh, the Bible is 
extremely important in oh, teaching shocking. and leading no. people. To, I know, I know. Sorry, that's not almost. I'm I'm almost regretting asking that question because it's an obvious answer. But like you know, there are churches who are are quite focused on like the uh, like the well the well drilling or sure. the house building. So like I, it's interesting to me that that was a huge focus for you. You wanted biblical teaching and leader training and that kind of thing. So, For sure, yeah. like every everyone needs to eat and drink. Like that is extremely important. And, mm-hmm. and over the years, we've partnered with one of the projects we were doing in Peru was we partnered with an agriculturalist down there that was helping provide farms and farming techniques for people in the villages we were working in at that time in in Peru with Autech. But their main focus, though, was um, equipping leaders um, to to share the gospel. The analogy that they always use is like people's faith in Peru is an inch deep, but a mile wide, you know, they, they might have an understanding, but they really don't know the biblical truths within their heart. So, um, Autech, one of their main goals when we first started with them was to build a training center where they could bring in pastors and leaders and people to teach them to go out into their communities, to replicate that and to, to share the gospel message. You know, for us, one of the reasons, you know, missions is so important is because we believe going is is a command. You know, Jesus commands us to go. He commands us to go to our neighbors, to our local community, but also around the world uh, to make disciples. And that's probably one of the main reasons why we got connected with Autech was that's what their heartbeat was as well, that they were going and teaching and making disciples. And so when you make a disciple, it's a multiplying factor, right? So, so for us, that's what uh, really connected with our church and our heartbeat of who we are. So like our mission statement is to lead people to passionately follow Christ. And so it's really making those disciples. That's really neat. So what was it like presenting that in front of your church? Um, And what was, did you get any pushback? Oh, even as far as like, introducing the idea that you wanted to send teams. Um, there's mm. lots of mixed emotions about uh, the value of teams. So maybe yes. walk us through what it was like to kind of like unravel that in, in, for, your, for your congregation and kind of walk them through this, this, this mission. Yeah, so sadly I can't speak too much about that because I wasn't here for the early stages of that. Yeah, no worries. In Bible school. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, over the years, you know, it's been a, a constant um, connecting point for us as a church of, of explaining how important missions are. So for me personally, uh, missions played a, a big role in, you know, even in my salvation story when I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. And so I see huge benefit in teams, leading teams, being a part of teams. And I think um, every individual um, we're not all called to be missionaries, but we're all called to go. And I think every individual that is a committed follower of Christ should serve on a mission trip the short term. Um, like I said, not necessarily a lifelong career missionary, but because God's placed a calling on all of us, that might be different. But but for us, um, our engagement within our church has been huge. Um, like I said, our church is has fluctuated from 100 to 150 up to 200, but on average, I would say 150 regular attenders. But over those 14 years um, that we have gone, um, we have 
seen over a hundred people from within our church go on trips over those 14 years. So we've gone 15 times over that 14 years. So that's amazing. Wow. Um, Yeah. So so to see that level of engagement uh, with within our church and some of those people have gone multiple times. Um, People within our congregation have gone three or four times as team members. Um, which really speaks to they understand and see the heart and the call and the and and see a love for the people of Peru. So um, even out of that, we had, I think, uh, well, I think I know we had one team member go, and after going on a trip, he made the commitment of going to serve and to live in Peru uh, wow. for two years. Cool. Yeah. So he he went there as a young adult and. He did a lot of Bible translation and worked in a lot of remote villages there. And then another team member, um, a a young lady, she also went on a trip as well. And she also made that commitment shortly after that to to move back to Peru. And she moved there and served there for, I think, four years. Um, Mm -hmm. She actually got married and um, to a nice Peruvian fellow down there and started a family. And now they're back up here in Canada. But um, yeah, we really consider Autech you know, that's the mission organization yeah. organization that we work with in Peru there. Um, really family, you know, if not family, very close friends of, of a lot of the people within our church here. And it's because of that long-standing partnership. You know, when I, I spoke about why missions is important and what we were kind of looking for, I talked about, you know, Bible teaching and training. The other thing that we really were looking for was a long-standing long-standing relationship we didn't want to just go in and, and do a project and then move on to another mission organization another project another country community we really wanted a, a partnership where we could go back year after year after year and build those relationships um, and that's where we feel that we have seen so much benefit and maybe potentially why so many people um, within over those 15, 14 years have gone to Peru. Mm -hmm. Um, because um, they understand that and they hear stories and the people that we still are on staff there at Autech, you know, it's been the same people for 15 years. So, you know, they're on our Christmas card lists per se, right? So, you know, we have that relationship, so. Yeah, that's, I hear the paper grinder in the background. It's a little distracting, but um, that that is such a neat, very neat example of... um, relationship and commitment and Christ's goal in in missions work and I think uh, like we we as a staff just went through cultural training last week we just did two two full days of intense cultural training and what came up yes. which is um, you know even for you know we work in a cultural uh, a multicultural organization as far as like um, countries that we go to and stuff. And it was still so beneficial to hear again and again from people who have been and seen and done that relationship is valued far above productivity or money. And so you guys, Beach Corner is presenting a perfect example of what that means. It's been 14 years and you guys have their family to you and you know them by name. They, um, it's more than just a team blasting in, blasting out. It's life change on both sides of the equation, which I think is just mm-hmm. um, a really beautiful picture of what Christ wanted missions to look like. So 
Um, what's it like? Like what's, um, first of all, did COVID kind of hamper things? Did, were you guys hoping to go in the last couple of years? Uh, yes. Yeah. COVID definitely put a hamper on or a damper. I should say. Damper. On, sorry. On I said hamper. Damper, I meant yeah. damper. Yeah. <laughs> I just followed your lead. So that's um, not always the best idea, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. So COVID definitely put a damper on things, you know, in recent years, probably in the last six or eight years or so are, we've been going uh, every two years. Uh, so 2019 was our last trip. Um, yeah. And then we were supposed to go into 2021. And, and then as we know, things kind of shut down there. So mm-hmm. COVID <laughs> definitely put a damper on that. Um, and, you know, but even through that, we still had our, our annual Peru Sunday. So usually in, in August, we always have like a Peru Sunday here at the church where um, we take the whole service and we focus on the ministry that's going on there. And uh, Pastor Freddie, who is the director of Autech, uh, we had him on uh, like a pre-taped sort of interview. Uh, and we showed that or part clips of that during our service. And we had team members, you know, and we still did our Peru stuff that we normally would have done. Uh, the only aspect that was missing was we weren't sending a team. So we still sent some project funds and did some fundraising with regards to some projects that they had in Peru there. Mm -hmm. Uh, But sadly we did miss the team part of it. Um, And for me as a team leader, as I kind of look back on that, you know, even as we look forward, the longer and longer we go without sending a team, the harder it is to to continue that connection for us as a church. Hmm. Because every time we send a team, um, people bring back stories, you know, there's life transformation from the team members, and then they share that with their family, the rest of the congregation. And, you know, that continues to build year after year after year. Um, but when we're not sending teams, um, that becomes less and less and less of kind of the heartbeat of, of what we do on a regular basis here. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're very potentially excited to look at sending another team to continue that relationship. And um, yeah, but as we all know, there's still logistical challenges with travel and all that oh yes don't we know that (laughs) yes yes so yeah yeah we're just we're just talking about that this morning we have a like a four-phase re-travel re-entry situation and we're finally at phase four so hopefully we can we can get teams up and going again and get some some motivation back in people's people's boots right it's hard i I totally get it and you know priorities become different um, finances become different and all that kind of stuff so Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. um, you're talking about life change how how trips evoke life change do you have a do you have a good example of um someone from either your church or or someone from autech that kind of stands out as like a really a really neat story about life change I know I, I kind of put you on the spot there, but if you don't have one oh, off okay. the top of your head, that's okay. Well, one of the things that I did note here was, you know, I've had the very fortunate opportunity to to lead um, a few trips over the years, I think five or six trips to Peru, and which is a blessing for me to be able to do that. And, and for me as a team leader, um, one of my goals um, and is often my prayer and my prayer is, okay, Lord, I want you to break our team. And which, which on the first onset sounds like a very strange prayer, 
you know, because for a team leader, you want things to go smoothly. <laughs> you know, you don't want problems <laughs> or challenges. Asking for chaos here, Kyle. Right. No. <laughs> exactly. But but in reality, like my uh, purpose of being a team leader is my focus is on the team. And, you know, the projects that we're involved in, you know, that's for the team members really to, to have an emphasis in. And my job as a team leader is to is to make sure the team is doing what they need to do or not doing what they need to do. And that's why my prayer is, okay, Lord, break us. Because for me, being involved in missions, I see so much benefit in the team members that go and the life changes that go. Like I have seen people break away from uh, nasty habits that have tripped them up here. Like anytime mm-hmm. you take someone away from their comfort creature comforts of you know reality here, and you strip all that away, and you don't give them their their smartphone and one of our policies as a team is we don't allow them to contact back home until we get back. And, you know, you strip all that away along with the travel and, you know, co-sleeping and, you know, in one mm-hmm. room type deal. And, the food oh, yes. and, you know, God has a way of just breaking down people and building them back up. And so mm-hmm. for us as a, as a team, that's for me, what is probably the most um, beneficial thing that I see from leading all these teams is, People have been healed from past hurts and pains and trauma that they have faced and kept that in. And it's just because they're tender. And Mm. so really, I pray for that tender heart and that brokenness within our team. Um, You know, even for me, I always tell my team, I will be, well, not the first one up, but I will be always the last one to go to bed. So if you ever need to, to talk or to chat, I will be sitting right here and we've had some pretty amazing conversations and heart transformation, you know, and I think even speaking to that is just the sheer number of people that have gone back on return trips or have moved there, you know, to, to serve, you know, shows that, that they get it. Um, Mm -hmm. They understand the need and, and yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really cool. Yeah. It's hard to, uh, really explain the heart change that does happen on these trips. So um, thanks for sharing that. The age-old question, why not just send the money? Uh, love that question. Right. We, get, we, get it, we get it every year that we send a team. Okay. From some, someone within our congregation, they always say, um, yeah, why, why just don't, why don't we send the money? Like it costs, I don't know. $3,500 or so to send a team member down there for our projects and flights and everything. Mm-hmm. And isn't it more beneficial to just send funds? And there is a place and a time for that. So during COVID, we couldn't send a team. So we did send just funds. And and then Autech was blessed because they were able to do some of their, their ministry that they needed to do. But often my response to them is, um, is, well, <clears throat> why don't you come on a trip and see firsthand what the benefit is? So, because when you act, like you said, Jessica, it's really hard to um, put it into fine details of, of the heart transformation that takes place in a team member that goes. Um, and you really just have to experience that firsthand. Um, you know, I've been a part of enough teams to know that you know, if we're doing, uh, I don't know, a building project, yes, just sending funds is typically more efficient 
you know, and that's for us in our North American standpoint of we're all about time and efficiency. You know, that's mm-hmm. how we work and tick. But it is. but in yeah, but in other countries, that's not the way that it's it's relationship based. And so for us to be working alongside our field partners and and that's been another one of our uh, you know stances is we never want to go in with our own agenda as as a church. We always want to just be partnering with what they're doing. You know, even love that. even though we've been with them for fifteen years, they they mm-hmm. still say, "Oh, what do you guys want to do when you're here?" And we say, "Well, what do you guys do?" Like we don't like we don't want to say we want to do a painting project if you guys don't have a painting project to do. You know, right. because it's your ministry, and we're just coming along to partner with you. Mm-hmm. So, so for us. Um, being on a team, that's where you get that whole um, relationship. And that's where your heart has changed. You know, when you're laying on the floor of an airport, you know, for 30 hours, you know, and you're tired and, and then all of a sudden we were able just to break out in, in worship, you know, in the middle of the airport, because, you know, we have nothing else to do, you mm-hmm. know, is, is something that you can't really describe. You know, it's the same, I always tell people when they ask, why do I need to be baptized? You know, and I say, well, until you're baptized, you don't fully understand what it feels like to be like a new creation, to like come out of that water and to be a new creation. And I can't really fully describe that. And it's the same with uh, being on a, on a missions team. And yeah, and some people take us up on that challenge, and and they do participate in a team, and and some don't, and they just support us financially, which is also really important. As okay, you as need that too. Able to mm-hmm. to raise some, yeah, yeah, and you know we've been able to raise some incredible funds for a lot of the projects that they've been doing in Autech and in Peru there, and and yeah, cool. Oh, that I love hearing your heart behind it all. It's um, it's exactly why we do what we do. Um, mm-hmm. Did you did Hungry for Life ever send team leaders with you guys, or was it just you? Did we did you go through our training? Uh, yeah. So I personally went through your Hungry for Life training yeah, a long okay. time ago. Okay. Um, and then over yeah over the years we've had back and forth so i think i think early on uh you guys were sending a team leader um to come along with us and then we switched to us sending a team leader and then i think we did a few trips on our own yeah uh, like outside of hungry for life and now we've switched back to um yeah you guys are involved and i'm sort of the hungry for life representative um and the church one of the church team leaders that goes so why this? I didn't. I didn't know uh, there was a switchback. So how, why the switchback from doing teams on your own to doing um, teams with HFL? Uh, so so part of it was a logistical shift um, on hunger life's pers- uh, viewpoint and our viewpoint. So um, we had to make some logistical changes, and hunger life did as well, which which was beneficial. Like don't give. It was not a negative change, um, and then to you know my role here at the church also shifted so prior to being in the youth role my one of my main focuses was doing missions and and stuff for our church so i could take on a heavier workload 
Mm-hmm. Um, but then when I shifted to doing more youth stuff, uh, we shifted that uh, administrative stuff back to Hunger for Life, um, which you guys do so, so well. And uh, I'm very appreciated of that because there's so much time and energy that goes in, involved into planning a team. And and now it makes it quite easy for me to lead a team. So, yeah, so oh, that was good. another shift of why we, cool. we kind of shifted back in that mm-hmm. direction. So. Oh, I get that. I don't do any of the admin here. Thank goodness. Otherwise, your team would not lift off. But uh, <laughs> but I'm glad to hear that uh, there is some some benefit to uh, hucking the admin on onto us because we're happy to do it. But oh, hey, yes. that yes, was yes. super, super great to hear your heart. I really appreciate you taking the time to kind of talk about how missions has impacted your church and the long 14 year relationship you've had with Peru. I think it's such an example for, for many people. So, um, I don't have any more questions, but I just wanted to say thanks again. And we hope to see you soon, maybe on an airplane. I don't know, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, that, that would, that would be awesome to get back into the swing of things with, oh, with that. And yeah. And I'm so thankful for you guys and all the work that you guys do. And, and, you know, over this, these last 14 years, it's been such a blessing for our church just to be working with you guys at Hungry for Life and, and also for, for with us with Autech. Um, yeah, I, I, if we had more time, I could share many, many stories of how lives have been transformed and changed. So, well, I mean, yeah. just having like over 100 people go from your 150 congregation church, it's, it's unreal. I'm sure it's like every person probably has a pile of stories that they could share, which is why we do this podcast. We just want to, we want to get little snippets of that because it, it motivates us. It inspires me to keep working the rest of the day. So, so yeah. Anyways, we're going to wrap this one up and um, we're going to say our goodbyes. So thanks, Kyle. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to What in the World, where we seek to educate and inspire. Here at Hungry for Life, we are passionate about your group having a global impact in eradicating needless suffering. For more information, head over to our website at hungryforlife.org. And you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and wherever you may listen to podcasts. Tune in every other week for another conversation about what is happening at Hungry for Life.